Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, this is Rabbi Joshua Heller, Senior Rabbi of Congregation B'nai Torah in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Today we're studying Tractate Tanit, Yud Aleph, Aleph, and Bet, 11a and b. The Tractate talks about fasting, with a special focus on fasting when there's a need for rain. This daf wrestles with the question of whether fasting is a good thing at all, and pays special attention to the question of whether it is appropriate to eat or enjoy ourselves while others are suffering. Those of us of a certain generation may remember being told, clean your plates, after all, people are starving in Africa. Back then I noted, snidely, that my eating more or less would do nothing to fill stomachs thousands of miles away. Now, of course, I realize that there is a more subtle point, that we have an obligation to cultivate an appreciation of the suffering or the hunger of others, even if we ourselves are in the midst of plenty. Promoters of the Clean Plate Club would suggest that the best way to reflect this appreciation is to eat, to not waste any food. Our tractate suggests that the opposite is true, that perhaps there's something unseemly or inappropriate about eating while others starve. Now this discussion actually started on the previous daf. There was a brighta that taught that if someone accidentally ate or drank on a fast day, they should not appear to the public as if they are doing so. And the example that is given is that of Jacob's sons. They themselves had food from Egypt that they brought. The Canaanites around them were starving, and Jacob, Jacob tells them not to be conspicuously well-fed amongst those who are starving. Rav Yehuda quotes Rav, saying that in general, at a time of suffering, one should limit one's enjoyment, that one who eats less during a famine will somehow be rewarded. Reish Lakish adds that one must refrain even from sex during times of limited resources. Of course, what's odd about that is that in the modern world, societies facing starvation are often those with the highest birth rate. And it's not just a Malthusian thing. It's not just that overpopulation leads to starvation. In fact, sometimes the converse is true. If you are afraid of starvation, if you are afraid that there may not be enough resources for all of your children, then you might be tempted to go and have more children so that perhaps some will survive. So our text is plugged into a very basic anthropological question about scarcity and birth rates. In a more general sense, we recognize that there is a value in suffering alongside the community, of not appearing to be too comfortable while others are in need. And our text cites the example of Moses, who sat on a stone on a rock when Amalek attacked. He could have sat on something more comfortable, a chair, but he chose to be uncomfortable because the people were under siege and he wanted to um, experience that suffering along with them. All of this really brings us back to the more basic question of whether fasting is a positive or a negative. Is enjoyment of the physical word blessed or sinful? The answer may surprise you. We start from the question of the Nazarite. The Nazarite, described in the book of Numbers, vows to avoid wine, cutting hair, and contact with the dead. And then at the end of the designated time of the vow, 
he or she brings a sin offering to indicate that that time is done. One can ask, is that sin offering because he or she stopped being at the highest level of holiness? Is it that the end of being a Nazarite is sinful for not continuing? Or alternatively, is the sin, is the offense, in fact, entering the Nazarite condition to begin with, denying himself something, namely wine, that God wanted him to enjoy? I'm reminded of the story of Rabbi Simpson Raphael Hirsch, the creator of modern orthodoxy in the 1800s. He, one year, went on vacation to the Alps. And another rabbi questioned him, how can you go on vacation? How can you stop studying Torah and serving the community for even a moment? And he is reported to have said, when I die, God might just say to me, I took the time to create such beautiful Alps. Why did you not go see them? So that perhaps the world is created, at least in part, for us to enjoy it. And if we deny ourselves a kind of enjoyment that is otherwise permitted, we are rejecting that gift from God. Of course, there is another factor to consider in determining whether a fast is a good thing or a bad thing. Rav Sheshit says that if a student fasts, a dog should eat his meal. The implication of his statement is that an act of fasting by a student is not a blessed one. He might as well have just given his lunch to the dogs. And there's a teaching of Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba that is brought to explain further. If he is fasting, then he lessens his ability to do heaven's work. Rashi explains that more specifically, if he's fasting, then he is not able to devote his full focus to his studies, that he will be distracted by his hunger, and he will be less effective in doing that work, that task of study, which is his role in life. So self-denial may weaken rather than strengthen our godly work. Fasting isn't all it's cracked up to be when it takes away from our ability to serve God more fully in other ways. Kind of an odd thing to say in a tractate that focuses on fasting. For more about the positives and negatives of fasting, you can see a wonderful book by my teacher, Rabbi Eliezer Diamond, called Holy Men and Hunger Artists. Our daf continues by taking up the question of fasting for part of a day. We will look at that question tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.